Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, January 20th, 2022. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. As we are recording this, two things are happening. One, they are dimming the lights on Broadway Mm -hmm. for Sydney Poitier. So pour one out watch a film um very cool if you are in the theater district please uh celebrate this moment and uh take as much uh, uh video as possible because yes, i want to see it. yes um the second thing is that while we while we are recording and not when the show airs but it is national swing day <laughs> it is and- <laughs> yay <laughs> yeah we we're really happy to see all of the posts um performers and fans alike have kind of like taken over social media with the hashtag swing save the day mm-hmm. Uh, so you can follow that hashtag if you want to see what I am calling on-call doctors of Broadway. Like, they literally have to come to work and not know what they might do because at any moment they could cover a multitude of roles, roles that they have never rehearsed before sometimes in our current pandemic because rehearsal time is tight. Uh, So please, if you know a swing or you ever see a little piece of paper uh, in your playbill, don't uh, groan, rather celebrate that person uh, for being an actual superhero. Bang (laughs) pots and pans at 7 o'clock for Swings. Yeah, Swings having a big moment right now, thankfully. They should always be having a big moment. Swings and other other studies alike. Uh, And I'm glad, you know, to be having (laughs) National (laughs) Swing Day at the same time that all these conversations about their importance Mm -hmm. are going on. So, you know, don't hug a swing because we're in a pandemic unless they give you consent and all that, but but, you know, metaphorically hug a swing, I guess. Venmo them a coffee sometimes. Yes. Just give them all your money, <laughs> actually. There you go. They're the best. So first in Broadway news, New York Governor Kathy Hochul is proposing to expand and extend the pandemic tax credit in order to get New York theater back on its feet again during the pandemic. We've we've been going through this. Obviously, the governor proposed on Tuesday yeah. budgeting 200,000 or t- sorry, 200 million dollars for the New York uh, City musical and theatrical production tax credit. Uh, initiative, which provides up to $3 million per show to help defray production costs. Uh, In a quote from the budget's director for the state, they said uh, they were starting to recover before Omicron, they as in Broadway, before Omicron. And then, as you have seen, a lot of these performance venues had to shut down again. And those venues are critical to the economy. We couldn't agree more. The tax credit program began last year under Cuomo. However, it was capped at $100 million. So all according to the New York Times, the Hochul administration uh, is expanding the tax credits program uh, initial application deadline from December of last year, or no, December of this year, December 31st, uh, mm-hmm. 2022 to June 30th of next year. So they've basically said, you know, it's become clear that Broadway's recovery from this uh, lengthy pandemic shutdown is a lot bumpier than they thought. So mm-hmm. it's smart for them <laughs> no to <crap>. have extended. <laughs> No, absolutely. I mean, this should have been done a few minutes ago. Um, and I mean, they're it, like, what? We're still struggling? What? Like, Can you believe? Wow. People. They went to see Mockingbird and they're like, hold on, what? <laughs> they realized they couldn't get tickets to the music van and they're like, hmm, maybe we should start caring about Broadway. No, that's the we'll thing. Talk about it. We'll talk yeah. about it. Well, you know, that's the thing. Uh, uh, they mentioned that it was 100 million under Cuomo. It probably should have been the 200 then and maybe the 100 million now, but I'm not going to shake a stick at it. Being two hundred million now, I think three mil up to three million per show. It's not every show seems to get three million, and I really don't know how they're kind of differentiating that 
Um, and you know, like what that's going to mean for bigger shows versus smaller shows, all, you know, mm-hmm. and, and or closed shows. Or Do you remember when that show? happened? Yeah, weird, very, very weird. You, um, but I am happy to see, despite it being incredibly delayed, and after so many calls from everybody in the industry, that hey, we're struggling, we can't perform. Uh, we're having to close because we're doing so much testing that people are, po- you know, testing positive so frequently. Can you please help us? As delayed as it's been that we're just getting to it now, uh, near the end of January, I am glad that something seems to be happening, which is really more than I can say about New York government and, you know, <laughs> the government as a whole in general. So it's something. Whatever could you mean? So, yeah, I know. Can you believe? Uh, so yeah, I'll take it. I will, I will take a start um, where there has been just absolutely nothing and less than nothing, just complete mockery up till this point. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see more, please. Yes, so on that note, let's take a moment from the show to talk about our sponsor for this week, Today Ticks. So when it comes to seeing shows, I personally try to see as many as I possibly can oh, true. on a very tight, <laughs> tight like a tiger budget. <laughs> um, I've gotten to see so many more shows than I normally would thanks to uh, Today Ticks. It makes it so easy and quick. And this is the way I like to get my theater tickets. And this is how I like to share it. So they have amazing prices on some of the best theater that I've ever seen. Yeah, we know um, from our thousand years of doing the show and also just <laughs> being in the industry in general that theater tickets are really expensive which again we'll talk about later in the show weird um today ticks makes it so that's not as much of the case yay for that and it's so easy like you use the app you check out in 30 seconds, you get your tickets with ease, and you can book those tickets for months in advance or even day of. You get access to exclusive pre-sales, limited time offers, digital lottery programs to sold out shows, and day of discounted tickets. I am probably on Today Ticks at least once a week because, sure, I get to go see shows that are newer, yeah. but there are plenty of shows that I love that have been running for a bit. See Hades Town and Company, for instance, and I want to go see them mm-hmm. as much as possible and keep giving money back to the industry because again they really need it right now and we want to see stuff this isn't just for broadway and london's west end uh you can find tickets across the country and around the world including chicago la dc san francisco sydney australia and more so see the show you've always wanted to see or discover something new that you'll love just as much for even less. Go to todaytix.com slash Broadway and use promo code Broadway to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code Broadway at T-O-D-A-Y-T-I-X dot com slash Broadway for an additional $10 off your first ticket purchase. Todaytix.com slash Broadway. On some off-Broadway news, uh, the new play by Dominic Morisot, Confederates, will run at Signature Theater from March 8th through April 10th. The show was originally slated, like we talked about before on the show, to begin February 22nd, but it had to adjust due to COVID-19 scheduling issues. I don't mind it. We get it. Dominique is going through it right now as a playwright. I feel like everywhere she turns right now, it's like a new date, a new date. Um, But I'm I'm happy that it seems like it's going to be starting in March. So the new play by Dominique Morso involves an enslaved 
enslaved rebel turned union spy and the parallel story of a modern day private college professor regarding institutional racism. I'm really intrigued to see this. What's kind of strange is that last night I was watching the hours bear with me and (laughs) yeah, one of my favorite feel good films. And um, (laughs) I was sitting there and I was like, first of all, women. Wow. Chef's kiss. Um, I'd love to see it. Second of all. Yeah. Right. But second of all, uh, I love the idea. I'm like, you know, I really, I think all of us really enjoy a parallel story, like how even like sure. years, decades, mm. hundreds of years that divide us, especially like as like women and these narratives that we're still like dealing with a lot of the same things. And it was just so strange for me to read this synopsis of this show and that I'm very excited to see. And I was just like, huh. It's really top of mind. Anyways, um, if you plan to go, which you should, a reminder from Signature Theater that starting March 1st, so in time for the March 8th start date, uh, they will require proof of a booster shot in addition to the COVID-19 vaccine for audience members attending shows. Good. As they should. (laughs) As they should. Yeah. um, First of all, good on Signature because this should be required of all venues at this point, especially larger ones. Um, And I will follow Dominique Mariso to the end of the earth. So whenever Mm -hmm. she wants to actually put this show on and is able to put this show on safely, perfect. I will be there. I'm pumped. So over at the Public Theater, the Ma Yi Theater Company has announced complete casting for The Chinese Lady, written by Lloyd Sa and directed by Obie Award-winning uh, director Ralph B. Pena. The cast includes Daniel K. Isaac, Shannon Yo, Cindy M., and John Norman Schneider. The Chinese Lady will begin preview performances at the Public's Shiva Theater with the Joe Pat free preview performance Ooh. on Wednesday, February 23rd. So I'm just saying, like, Shout out to Joe Get Pat. over there. Yeah, always. Like, uh, the show only runs until Sunday, March 27th. So it is tight. It's a month run. And if you have the opportunity to go, please do. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty standard. I absolutely want to see mm-hmm. this. It's been on my radar for since it was announced. I can't even remember time yeah, anymore. Yeah, I think it was like, like 2017. There was like a yeah. iteration then too, <laughs> there was right? There iteration then. And I think this was part of the season that was announced before the shutdown. So it was part of all that. I honestly can't remember because time has melded together and, you know, uh, uh, we're already a month through 2022 already somehow. Um, Mm -hmm. But very excited for this, as I usually am with Public Theater Works and Mai Works for that matter. Yeah, and I really, I like that Daniel K. Isaac is in this. If you aren't familiar with the TV show, the other two, he had a little guest star appearance on that. Gotta watch it still. Oh, well, it is on your list now. Nope. I think it's it's technically on my list because I do, of course, keep a spreadsheet of all the things that I need to either watch or read. Pretty sure it's already there. You might have already recommended this to me. It might have happened. We've been been doing this. It may have come from you. I don't even know if it was on the show. It could have just been a text for that matter or Instagram messages. But Okay, well, then before that, watch other people and then watch the other two. And on that note, (laughs) two different things. Actually, there's a ton of theater people on that show, so it does make its way into our realm. Uh, Across the pond, yes, that's always my transition when I talk about the UK. Deal with it. If you have a better one, at me. If not, it is what it is. Uh, Big Black Horse and the Cherry Tree singer-songwriter Katie Tunstall told BBC that she has been writing a musical in lockdown. She's apparently been writing this comedic adaptation of the 2000 film Saving Grace, which was originally penned by fellow Scott. Craig Ferguson. Yes. She hopes to see it performed on stage at the Edinburgh Festival. Honey, me too. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is it big black horse? I think it's just black horse. I can't I remember that. I thought it was a big black horse and a cherry tree. Yeah, she might say big black horse. I honestly can't remember. Everyone knows her from that one song, including myself. Her, I mean, she has had other albums since because that was like 2004 or something. I ran that thing into the ground. Oh, me too. Absolutely. Uh, I Actually, I hadn't heard it for maybe five years. And I heard it really recently when I was like yeah, at Rite she, Aid or something. <laughs> no, no. She performed it on the New Year's Rock and Eve. Oh, I didn't watch that. No, I absolutely well, didn't watch that. But oh, good for her. I love this. It's, you know, very much checks out. She's very Scottish. Everyone knows her from that one song. All of her albums have been really solid. Uh, and just general, I mean, hell yes, Lady Rocker writing a musical. You love to see that. I am also <laughs> notoriously a Craig Ferguson stan. Yeah. So this hits me right in the heart. I mean... I'm I'm really excited about this. It's it, Saving Grace is really fun. I enjoy it a lot. It holds up well, as far as I can tell. I haven't seen it in a while, um, but this is it's one of those movies that, like, in the right hands, would actually be very strong property for a musical. So I hope that's the case here. Well, Craig Ferguson was in the film. Do yeah. we think he would appear in the musical? Um, I would have a heart attack and die. Uh, so I, I, I'll take it. That's that's quite the way. That's quite the expected way to go for me after so many. I literally have Craig Ferguson tattoos. Like, <laughs> like literally, Craig Ferguson quotes his tattoos. So I feel like I cannot be trusted uh, near a musical that has Craig Ferguson in it. But that is wild, and we have learned something today. We folks. have learned something we have well, we've learned more than i care to share always oh, well, on the you're show. the editor so you can keep it in that's very true can take it out guess what uh, i so, stay it in because it's less work for me so we're gonna stay in the uk because why not we're already sure. here and it's expensive to travel home so uh the anniversary concert of frank wildhorns bonnie and clyde starring jeremy jordan and francis maylee mccann uh performed only two performances this week, but during the concert, it was announced that Bonnie and Clyde will receive its West End premiere at the Arts Theater. Bonnie and Clyde will begin performances at the Arts Theater on April 9th with casting to be announced. Obviously, I don't think Jeremy's going to stay. Okay, guys. But if he did, I would go. I'm not a, I'm not a Bonnie and Clyde person. I am, I'm very glad it's getting more life though with a different female actor in the lead role i guess yeah i feel like she did a great i can't wait to see more footage of her performance because yeah. um i feel like she was fantastic and i would love that to see and hear it that makes me happy so and i guess opportunities news like just like I, I like this yeah I'll, I'll call this hey i like that Ooh. I like that. Hey, so I like Playwrights that. Realm, hey, I like that. Playwrights Realm <laughs> announced today a new initiative called the Native American Artist Lab, a new program offering support to Native American tribally affiliated aspiring and emerging artists. Submissions for the lab, which will in its first installment foster two projects from generative uh, theater artists or artistic teams, which also provide professional development opportunities for the artists, um, it's open February 22nd, closing March 13th, tight deadline, but you can do it, guys. Yeah. Uh, submission finalists will be chosen by a panel of Native American artists, which I really appreciate. Amazing. Um, yeah. I feel like so many times in these fellowships, we get like 
you know, you don't know who's picking this. Exactly. And a lot of times I'm like, okay, but is it the same like people? Like five white men on a panel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we'll give like, you our yeah. money, I guess. She's like, oh, sure, okay, but why did you connect with the work? Yeah, exactly. So, and another thing that says, oh, I like this. Hey. Uh, for BIPOC creators, uh, Theater Producers of Color has unveiled its second annual educational program for aspiring theater makers. It's a 10-week and tuition-free course called Commercial Theater Producing 101. Uh, it's mentored by Sam Lopez produced a uh, Christmas Carol, be more chill mm-hmm. as the mentor. It's, it's going to be great. They provide like fundamental learning about the development of uh, d- financing, budgeting, all that stuff, um, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Big so if time. you want to learn more about that, it's in our show notes. Hey, I like that. And then I guess we're going to end on a really odd note because actually I could probably spend (laughs) hours on this particular article, but we aren't. We're just encouraging that you read it because we're curious. Um, Mm. There's an article by Vanity Fair by Michael Riedel, uh, complete with an Annie Leibovitz photo spread of Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster, the two stars of the Music Man revival, talking about, you know, it, it goes from the start of the pandemic um, and how they feel like they might have all had COVID in 2020. Um, but there are a couple of quotes that stand out. I felt like, and I'll let you all be the judge of this too, and I don't know how you felt about it, but a lot of it felt like kind of like they were trying to redeem the image of Scott Rudin yeah. in a way, which yeah. was wild to me uh, because I just don't think that that is what we need to talk about when we talk about this revival of Music Man. Um, it should be about the the people that are on board that hopefully are good people. And um, there was one quote that stuck out. That was the Rudin magic. Nothing stood in his way. His taste was impeccable. His ability to land major stars unrivaled. I just like, why why do we need this? Like, uh, why do we need this in any form? And this being a lot of things, and I will be as nice as possible (laughs) to the production as a whole because people are getting work and tickets are, I guess, selling. Um, But there's absolutely no reason. And I still need to read the full thing. I've read some of it. it. There's a 27 minute um, audio version. Is it read by Michael Riedel? Because I'm just not going to do that. So, yeah, I, I think you're right from what I have read of it. It's just like, I don't understand why we're having these conversations about Scott Rudin without really diving into, like, all of the damage he's done. Because I'll, even, like, it's still when we talk about it, it's kind of, it's not a footnote, yeah. but it's always like a sentence of, like, the you know, the music man is going on. And I've seen this a lot lately. The music man is going on, but in the meanwhile, they had to change producers because Scott Rudin is a garbage person. Okay. Continue on with the article. I think if we're going to have the discussion still about Scott Rudin, which we should always be having the discussion about Scott Rudin because of, you know, decades and decades of irreparable damage that he's done to the careers of so many people in the industry. I think if you're going to write a profile like this, uh, probably don't include quotes even out of context about the Scott Rudin magic and his impeccable taste. Like, I don't care who says it. It's just, if you're not, if you're going to include it and not question it, I don't know what you're doing as a journalist. And that's kind of all I have to say about that person who's writing the story. This article mentions Black Lives Matter and then also that like there was a rumor which I am unfamiliar with. I feel like I would have heard about it if it was a really big r- rumor about the fact that um, 
they might cut my white knight because uh, of the word white. I just, I think that was a little reaching. Um, it was just strange. And then they were like, but like, there are people of color in the cast. And I was just like, this is all wild. And then in that same, in that same paragraph, they mentioned Donald Trump. And it's just, just a weird. journey over all of the buzzwords yeah. and topics of the past like, right, three right. years. And I just like, if you're gonna, obviously, if you have some pull in the industry, which Michael Riedel does, uh, maybe stay a little bit more focused on the task at hand. And again, just be critical. I don't, I'm, I'm really annoyed and bored with any kind of features that aren't critical and not in the sense of like, wow, this is, this show is a piece of shit or whatever, but in the sense of like, why is the show happening and who's it for and what's everything around it? Like, what's the background? I just find like a lot of pieces not curious enough. And I think that's kind of the case here. Yeah. Celebrate the people creating art and that are hopefully standing up for the right things and um, putting together a show because, you know, Broadway and and that and the theater industry, I mean, it's, it's part of it. So let's do that. Hiring. I don't know. Um, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. And you can find me on social media platforms at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. Thank you guys so much. We will talk to you later. Bye.